0: Everyone, and welcome back to Frequency Writer, Color the Magic, and Whole Soul Mastery. I'm Marie Moeller, and I'm an author, intuitive, and the scribe of these particular messages that are here from the Arcturian Collective that are here to inspire us and guide us as we rise in these ascension times. There is so much change happening all around us, and inside us, and in the atmosphere. And I know some people might say nothing's happening, right? We hear about Red October. We hear about all these events expected, anticipated, for some people, very desired. For some people who aren't even awake yet, they don't even know that events are supposed to be happening. They just think that life on planet Earth has been the same as it has been for centuries and millennia and for thousands of years of time but everything's changing. So I want to be a messenger of that change. I want to help inspire you and support you in this time of great change so that we can become the alchemists we truly are. We can become conscious alchemists that are choosing more of the change that we're experiencing. We're creating with the change that we're experiencing because we're visioning the change that we want to experience. We are stepping up and embracing and embodying the vibrations That we want to be experiencing. And I think that some of what the guides were getting to in this most recent transmission, that all can be truly well, no matter what, no matter the storms, no matter the crazy war of information that's playing out. This is the spiritual battle playing out with the war of words. And if people aren't aware of that, they're going to be aware of that because more and more of this is going to be illuminated. And so the guides are seeding a lot of things in this transmission. We're kind of in a point of maybe relative stillness while everything's happening. Doesn't that sound like an oxymoron that everything could be happening while everything is still? You might call that the calm within the storm. So the storm is still circulating. The storm is still cycling. And we might be in this sort of inner harbor at the moment Well, on the outskirts, on the outer edges of the storm, much is taking place. And right now, in October 2022, in the remainder of 2022, in the rest of this year, there's still so much to play out. There may be multiple timelines of Red Octobers. They are going to eventually find their way into the one core timeline, into the God timeline. Right where all timelines are converging into one and we're all experiencing the same news, the same experiences, the same choices before us, the same decisions that we need to be making. And those beings that are still divine souls in human form, those beings that still have their hearts connected, even if they're not conscious of this, but those beings that still have the God codes inside them, As more of these other timelines morph and merge and converge into one, you will see people uniting and making more similar decisions, we're all individuals, but in this unity consciousness, in this greater collective, it's going to be more of a single impulse to unify with source, to unify with unity consciousness, to unify with the truth with a capital T and to expand our soul vision so that we can work and co-create together together a new earth, but really the real God creation that always was. We are the ones summoning it back. And we are the ones that are going to create in a new level of harmony, with the God heart, with Gaia, right? With other galactic races and star nations, and then with each other as well. So that may feel like a far-fetched dream, like a big pie in the sky, something that feels like an impossibility, but impossibilities are God's specialty. And that's what we are also summoned to put our full faith in, is that God knows how to unify the impossible. God knows how to heal the impossible. God knows how to create what feels like it's completely impossible. And we are here to gather together to find that source of faith, to find that place of grace, to find that inner fortitude, to be willing to expand our soul vision so we can see this bigger picture that is unfolding in our world every single day, in every moment. And sometimes the storm is so big and so vast and it's moving so fast that it looks like everything is completely still. But I don't think everything is still. And sometimes when things get really quiet, that's when the most things are happening. And we have to remember this time because when everything surfaces, you know, like a whale, what is that breaching the surface? I think it's called in the ocean, right? You don't see anything. You don't see anything. You don't see anything. You don't see anything. And then this like multi-megaton being, you know, rises up out of the water and takes your breath away. Well, I think that's going to be what's going to happen with these floods of revelations, this flood of divine information, these floods of disclosure. And let's not fool ourselves that we are still in the spiritual battle. So there could be more floods of disinformation from both sides. There might be more floods of truth information from both sides. And many of us listening to a marinade's message that I'm just beginning here know that our job is to be the witnesses, the observers of those two wolves, right? The dark wolf will have its dark revelations. The light wolf will have its light revelations. And our job is to be the divine souls who are in divine neutrality, who are witnessing both and listening for where God is. Listening to both, And choosing and deciding to align with source that's going to lead all of us out of this. It's a little bit of a mess right now on our planet, but it is getting sorted out. So we're riding through the tides and times of these times right now, these powerful energies we are trusting that source is leading us. We are trusting that the light is leading us. We are trusting that this rising consciousness that's seeded in every single one of us, we are these divine seeds and sources coming in with the right, mixture of fertilizing ingredients that's going to help those seeds of awakening to activate in all of us and not just a tiny few. But in the meantime, while there's a smaller group of us at the leading edge of creation awake to a lot more of this picture than most of our human brothers and sisters, and maybe a lot of our sentient brothers and sisters know at this point and stage of the game. We are the ones that can be tapping into our conscious breathing, knowing that all is well, trusting that the red Octobers, possibly plural, in other dimensional realms are doing the work that need to be done and showing up in this realm exactly on time the way it needs to. With all the different calendars that are also in operation, a lot of people don't know that there are multiple calendars that dates exist on. And so we might be following the Gregorian calendar. Many people are because that's the calendar that we studied in school that was given to us that we're all conditioned into. But there are many other calendars at play, which speaks more to a multidimensional war, that speaks more to multidimensional intel, that speaks more to multidimensional awakening, And it speaks more to multidimensional avatars awakening and seeing with more and more of their clear soul sight and setting this mothership, this earth ship on course by doing our part in the ascension process, which is to align with source, to align with the heart of Gaia and to align with who we truly are. And with that said, let's have a look at this Particular Transmissions, Parcels of Energy for October 2022, the guides are talking about the will of the people is returning. So I want to thank you for joining me in these messages and marinades today in October 2022. Many things are happening. It's kind of like the strategic war games, this multidimensional chess game that's playing out. And in the meantime, we're trying to find our place. We're t- trying to find out our vibrational coordinate while the landscape beneath our feet continues to change. We know the will of the people is returning. I love that the guides more or less said that in this most recent transmission. But a lot of us have a sense of that, right? Well, it seems like a minority or a small crowd at the leading edge of creation and consciousness in the Great Awakening More and more are awakening by the day. You can simply see it. More people are seeing the illusion and they're no longer colluding with it because once you see something where Toto looks behind the curtain in The Wizard of Oz, Dorothy can't unsee That Toto went somewhere and then sees the wizard behind the curtain. And when she sees the wizard behind the curtain, she can't not address what the heck he's been doing after he sent her off on all these wild goose chases, which she, of course, fulfills. And then she realizes or thinks he's just a man, right? You're no wizard. There's also been parts of us that have been hidden to us behind our own curtains where we haven't recognized ourselves as the avatars that we are. Those avatars awakening is part of the will of the people that is returning and that is resonating with more and more people. And more and more people are finding that they're willing to take a look behind the curtain when they just weren't willing a a week ago, a month ago, 18 months ago, whatever it might be. And yes, things may continue to intensify in this information war, in this spiritual battle. But those that know how to breathe in their neutrality will just keep rising with the tides of change and unifying with source and allowing what needs to unfold for other people to unfold for other people. Your sovereignty and your union with source is the most important thing out of all that is happening. So in that bigger picture, we don't want to lose sight of what is the most important thing that we want to be focusing on. And here I want to invite you to Engage This bigger picture review with me right now. I first want to welcome you and those that listen to the Arcturian Collective's transmissions and frequencies on a regular basis. I want to welcome all of you and I want to honor your inner rising that's happening right now, in route to being the multidimensional avatar that you are, right? We are all here at the leading edge. Those listening to messages like this, the Arcturians, most people don't even know who the Arcturians are, let alone what the Arcturus star is. It's one of, or if not the brightest star in the sky. It's like our gurus, our mentors in this universe. And they are in fact helping us, not just me, not just me as a conduit in a channel, but many of us, there are many wonderful channels. And I hope to you know, have more podcasts at some point with some Arcturian channels. I know about Yolanda Marie has a great channel on YouTube, and also there's Daniel Scranton. He's another amazing messenger of the Arcturian Collective in his own way. So the Arcturians are coming through in a myriad of ways And some people who know that they're getting those messages are willing to put it out there, which is a very courageous step, I might add. So I have been awakening into the multidimensional avatar that I am for many years, and so too have you been. You also have been awakening to be here now in a conversation like this where we're talking about Arcturians, we're talking about other star races, we're talking about benevolent galactics that are helping to free humanity because as the earth is freed and liberated and she rises and so do we into our higher dimensional form from which we came, the rest of the cosmos can breathe a deep divine conscious breath in because all of us are affected in the oneness by every single thing each one of us does. And they are far more sentient at this point than we are. So we can't imagine that if I raise my hand just like this as just an action I just took, that that is felt in the universe, that that is felt in this living universe. But it is. Somewhere, somehow, that was felt by other sentient beings. They're feeling me recording this message right now for you and they want us to wake up. They know it's time for the great awakening. So here we have these messages coming every two weeks from the guides. I think is a perfect pacing for all of us to really digest, to really absorb the different parcels of energy that are speaking more to your cells. They're not speaking to your mind. They're speaking to your heart. They're st- speaking to your Bloodstream, they're speaking to your life force, right? They're speaking to the God spark inside you. And they're inviting all of your cells to wake up as a community of cells, as a community and collective of light centers inside you that want to light up and shine in resonance with the greater universe that is already aligned with unity consciousness. So welcome to these Marinades messages for October, 2022. I have a feeling they will still be relevant for the coming months and coming weeks for many people, especially people who come later who may wake up in the early part of 2023, right? And need tools and a language and an understanding and a way to connect with all the aspects of themselves that have never been integrated before. So while we have timelines converging outside of us, We also have timelines and consciousness integrating and converging inside us as well. It is a tall task to be here for the ascension process, and only the most skilled souls would be here for that. And that includes you if you are listening to this message. So I wanted to spotlight some themes in this transmission that include the will of the people is returning. People are awakening to their own collusion within the serpent's illusions more and more by the day. They are witnessing how they have played small and contracted to fit the serpent's distortions of who they are and how humanity is meant to live, and how we each and all have the timeless power within us to choose what, who, and how we wish to be in this world. We have the power of conscious decision-making, and 2022 is a year of all years ever on this planet to decide to choose union. Union with Source, Union with Gaia, Union with Unity Consciousness, and Union with God's Optimal Garden of Eden Timeline. It is time. In the duality games of this 3D matrix, there are bad eggs and good eggs. There are black hats and white hats. There are light warriors and serpent servants the evidence of the spiritual battle that has played on and out for eons of time is right in front of us. These, you know, more nefarious beings they love to put it right in front of us, but in the form sometimes of more symbology. If people don't know that they need to be decoding some things, you might completely miss it. They have been telling us about this war ever since the Garden of Eden and our, and our fall from grace. They have been telling us about it and putting it in the literature, putting it into the language, putting it in front of us some way, somehow. And often there are only a few awakened souls in any given timeline who were capable of decoding those symbologies and understanding what it meant. But the key is people have to open their spiritual vision to see it. If you're not willing to open your spiritual vision, then people are seeing in the dark. And how good is our visibility as human beings in the darkness? Usually we need some kind of visual aid and you still can't see that clearly. But our soul vision sees backwards and forwards in time, and it already knows who we are eternally. And it can't be fooled by the games of the serpent once it's awakened. And so the key, which we're going to be talking about today, is the decision to awaken, right? The summoning and the invitation to awaken, and the decision that's being summoned for people to choose to decide to awaken right so here's the question how do we exit that 3d matrix and the prisons of the serpents agendas that have been playing out ad infinitum we decide we decide we decide that we're exiting it we decide that we're out of the game we decide that we're out of the prisons of the serpents agendas that we're just not playing anymore Conscious choosing with conscious breathing invites and evokes conscious union and partnership with source creator. And in that deep divine decision, you exit the matrix every time, every time you choose conscious feelings, conscious awareness, conscious neutrality conscious service and alignment with source, and conscious action steps for the highest good of you, your family, your loved ones, and all of creation. These are big decision times, and we are the multidimensional avatars who came to make those big decisions in exactly these times. So let's embrace the power of change, the promise of divine decision-making, and the joy of sacred union with Source and Unity Consciousness again. And I thank you for joining me. Let's get into some of these parcels of energy for October 2022. Parcel number one. And for those watching the video, I mean, let's just drink in some of that Arcturian blue frequency that's on the screen in this image. Dear ones, it is Mother Earth, Mother Mary, El and the Arcturian High Council. We come to you today through the frequencies of sapphire blue and pure divine white light as the human collective and this entire planet goes through more powerful upgrades and ascension symptoms in October 22 and beyond. The will of the people is being heard. The cosmos hears it. The Earth Mother hears it. Divine source creator hears it and more within humanity as a collective are hearing it. Lion energy and eagle energy are rising and taking their place in the heart of humanity and claiming divine sovereignty of the earth from the powers that once long usurped the Christ Sophia sacred union and divine garden of Eden energies. Bull, boar, and the fifth dimensional divine essence and presence within each one of you stand with them to claim this too. Nothing can stop this liberation unfolding. Nothing can stop the unity that is unfolding. And nothing can stop this epic ascension, renewal, and rebuilding process that is unfolding. There's a theme here that nothing can stop the energy that's unfolding, right? That nothing can stop this time of revelations that's unfolding. Nothing's going to stop the unity. Nothing's going to stop the ascension. Nothing. No matter how many words or how many distortions or how much propaganda the serpent throws again and again and again in the serpent's projections through the serpent's servants to reach the masses and try and mind control the masses, Nothing is going to stop the revelations unfolding. Nothing because it's cosmically designed. It's divinely designed to happen in these times. And nothing is going to stop that emergence of the truth with the capital T so the world can know God again. Nothing. The essence of that is part of the essence of the divine sovereignty inside your multidimensional avatar that's awakening. And some of us who are aware of the solar flares and the CMEs and all of that that's going on, we feel these, these hot flashes. And this is not menopausal symptoms per se. This is truly like powerful cosmic forces pulsing in an incinerating heat to burn away all the false games and the false narratives and the fake truth and the false news of the serpent passing itself off as the true news when in fact it just usurped it's kind of like it it stole the robes of god and it's been wearing the robes but underneath the robes is still a snake And that can't be hidden, not with this much alchemical light, not with these many solar flares, not with this much cosmic activity. Things that haven't happened in hundreds or maybe thousands of years seem to all be coalescing to happen in this timeline. How many times do we have to see all these things converging, all these little breadcrumbs of cosmic intel through different podcasters and military people and messengers of divine frequencies. There's so many ways that the cosmos and our greater sentient family is trying to give us back the truth of who we are. But if we're only tuned into the serpent station thinking that that's the truth, then we've got a whole lot of awakening to do, and that is the truth for many on this planet still. Many people are still you know, hook, line, and sinker, taking the messages and the bait of the serpent that will do everything it can to get up and in front of them so that people never peel back that curtain and see that Oz was never a big wizard in the first place. He was just a man who traveled to Oz, fell through a time portal or whatnot, and got trapped himself and found a great defense mechanism by making them think that he could make things happen with the power of science, I guess, right? Now we have the power of our awakening spirituality. Our awakening sentience is bigger than any scientific wizardry that the serpent can throw at us to deceive us that that is actually the truth. So, as we feel the great awakening, and as some people feel more and more of the great quakening inside, we are going to awaken to the truth of the capital T or more of the serpent's quackery that it is passed off as to be the only truth because it's harped and harped and harped on science. Well, sentience at some level may end up being the greatest spiritual science that there is. That's where the gnosis is. That's where the divine feminine lives. And that's where the will of the people is being heard. It's through the feminine. We're calling in the great mother. We're calling in the great healing. And these Arcturian blue frequencies, they've told us, and we know this, that is a very calming frequencies. So if you can wear this color as things continue to unravel, so you can call in the Arcturian frequencies, if you can call in for Arcturian backup, if you can call in the Christ light, if you can call in the God consciousness inside your very breath, and maybe breathe some of these colors of the Arcturian blues, the sapphire blue, and this divine white light to purify and cleanse your energy field from any irritations you're experiencing and reset you back into the timeline where all is truly well. And we're going to continue to hear that phrase today in a lot of these parcels of energy. Okay, parcel number two, Noah rose in your conscious awareness, dear ones, in many recent transmissions, messaging your inner arcs, your inner fortitude, and your inner faith required now in these transition times. Let us now take a deep divine breath in and feel the strength and faith of Noah and other biblical timeline avatars that you each can connect with through your heart centers who rose in their day in their time, and in their own ways to meet the challenges and transformations of the day. Allow this sacred breath to flow to all of the places inside you that may be weary in the journey and that may question the rightness of your present life experiences or the new life steps yet to be. Feel this conscious breath flowing through your light and your life force, reminding you of your own inner maps, your own inner sentience to guide and lead you as you enter new terrain in ascensionary energies leading to a brand new earth birth. You aren't designed at this time to know what is ahead. The grace in knowing in leaps and bounds in ascension timelines like this is to let go of the need to know, right? And to allow a sacred being, right? to allow a sacred knowing from within that doesn't know the details of all the new that is unfolding, but that knows all is well in the highest realms of consciousness, seeding this realm with the vibrational frequencies that makes all is well to be true for every sentient being on this planet. If you trust that all is well, and you have faith that all is well, and you are willing to allow all to be well, then whatever is unfolding is part of this grand divine orchestration to make it so that all is holistically, universally, and Christfully well in your life experiences. The deeper you can trust and allow all to be well, the quicker and the more quantumly it can become your experience. There's a lot of beautiful parcels of energy I feel speaking directly to my cells, I could say, at a cellular level of awareness. And I'd invite you to listen to maybe the original transmission again, or to read this parcel of energy if you print out the transmissions. There's so much in here about the grace in growing in leaps and bounds in the Ascension timeline is to let go the need to know. The knowing comes from within. The knowing comes from our heart centers. The knowing comes from the divine feminine. It's the ego mind that's trapped up in the linear left brain, right? That must have the research, needs the data, must be proven in order to know that that's exactly what's in front of them. That's exactly what happened. It's like we've forgotten how to even have like the merger of the divine feminine and the divine masculine inside us, where common sense tells us that a lot of these things are happening. We don't have to have a researcher tell us that these things are happening. We don't need a researcher to tell us that the sky is blue. We can look up and see that it is blue. We don't need to have a researcher tell us that water is wet. We can have the experience and we know that it is liquid and it is wet. It is a flowing substance. We understand that water is wet. It's the nature of water to be wet. Well, that's how some of these revelations are coming through for many people. We already know from within because we felt from within. We've sentiently sought it out and we've sentiently acquired the knowledge of the energies that we needed to know beyond the shadow of a doubt that this is in fact happening. So, but we have to let go of the need to know so we can know. If you let go of the mind's need to know, which is the mind's way of limiting you and the serpent's way of limiting you through the linear time constricted ego mind, right? If we're still answering to that, we're still answering to the serpent and we're still answering to the 3D matrix and we have to take a step back. We have to take a breath and we have to say, wow, I might be so deep in the matrix, I might be kidding myself that I'm actually out of it. You'll know that you're out of it because you just won't be in it. When things cross your path and triggers come up, you'll know how to transcend them, not from your mind, but from something your heart knows to do. I have it happen all the time when I can't figure out something in my checkbook, when I'm doing some financial quantum math for my my family's finances, when I'm investing in some asset-backed digital currencies that I know some people are involved in that might be listening to a call like this. I am intuiting everything from what my animals need to eat, right? My family, how I shop at the store. I recently had someone, a friend of mine say to me, what would it be like for you to stop thinking? What if you just had an exercise and you went to the store and you arrived in the store and you didn't think? You just were in the being. You know, the first thought that comes to my mind when I hear something like that, well, how would I know what I'm buying? How would I even know what I'm there for if I don't have a list and I'm not engaging my mind? I'm not saying that we don't need our minds to travel with us, but I do think these are more conversations where the mind needs to get into its proper place. And it's not been in its proper place forever because we keep empowering the ego because we need to keep serving the serpent's matrix. And if we're not in touch with our ego, we might get ourselves in trouble because we might be too bright a light in such a dense darkness that the 3D earth matrix actually is. So over time, we've learned to cover ourselves up with all kinds of moss and all kinds of branches and all kinds of leaves so that you know we look kind of incognito while we are these bright lights in this dark, dense realm of, th- of the 3D matrix and separation consciousness. And then we get so good at wearing the moss, we get so good at hiding that we forget that we're naturally designed to shine. So, I believe that we truly are here to take some deep divine breaths in. I truly believe many of us are these new earth Noahs here to rise in these ascension energies and to lead the way for other people, whether we coach them, teach them, guide them, whatever that's going to be. But we can do a lot by embodying our light and being the multi dimensional avatar and knowing that, and then leading by example. How comfortable we are back in the heart and the seat of our divinity again. Very powerful. This is what Noah had to do. And this is what we must decide to do in these times if this resonates for you. Parcel number three. What stops or prevents people from trusting their divine sovereignty to manifest healing, wholeness, and all being well on your world today? Fear. Seeds of great fear sown for lifetimes on planet Earth as the unnatural, synthetic, and dominant vibration on this planet for many, many millennia since the fall of the Garden of Eden. What do many people most fear? Being deceived, manipulated, and entranced with deception that leads to a whole host of behaviors, daily choices, and life experiences. It's not so much trauma and pain that people most fear. It's the deception in the illusion of the trauma and pain that actually mires people in the spell of the illusion more than the trauma and pain itself. The trauma, pain, and suffering are merely expressions of the deception that propels the illusion. But it is deception through seduction, temptation, distortion, division, and propaganda that imprisons so many on your world still today, and thus many fear waking up to the deception that has run rampant in their fields of perception, limiting them, trapping them, and compelling them to behave in a way that is counterproductive and incongruent with their God-selves. Fear is only powerful in our lives if we empower it, if we give it life force. I'm not saying that the serpent in this 3D matrix doesn't have an arsenal of some of the things we most fear, that it can just dangle in front of us to trigger us to go into what it wants us to feel so it can feed off our energy because that's what the lower matrix needs. It must feed off of our energy off of our creative life force. And if we creatively are creating, if we're giving life force to fear, then that is the life force that feeds them and that leaves us feeling drained and exhausted and often more fearful. Fear begets more fear. So we know that this fear, seeds of great fear have been sown in this realm for a very long time. And I like or I appreciate how the guide said, what people most fear, right? Is it fear itself? They said it's being deceived, manipulated, and entranced. And you can break that down. Disceived. Eve was deceived, right? People fear that. Manipulated. There's Adam being deceived with you got Eve and manipulated. And you've got Adam in there, right? And then you have the entrancement. You have the entrance entranced with the deceptions that the serpent like implanted through its projections and its seductions in the Adams and Eve's from long ago But it's not long ago. It's right now. It's right here. We are the Adams and Eves, and we can choose and make the decision to wake up and no longer be the sleeping Adams and Eves who gave their power to the serpent in the first place. And it's very possible as one timeline of possibility. I'm not saying that I know this, but intuitively, I have always sensed a timeline Where we all just say no, we say we are not playing, that we're out, and every single last one of us makes that decision, the 3D matrix would truly cease to exist, perhaps without another divine intervention. Because when we're not empowering it with our life force and we're not giving it the power to be a cycle of separation anymore, it will naturally and organically be a creation of union. This is what we are choosing now. And I am aware of the trauma and pain that many people have experienced this lifetime or others. And they feel like that physical pain and suffering and trauma that can happen is so excruciating that it is the ultimate fear. It's what they ultimately fear. But I think it's the inner wounds. It's the wounds that don't leave scars and marks that are the deepest. Our fear of not having enough, our fear of scarcity, our fear of being deceived, our fear of being manipulated, our fear of being stuck in a trance and never waking up again. This deception that propels the illusion is thick on this world, but our awareness, our great awakening, our inner rising, and the will that's returning inside to your spirit, to your conscious awareness, to your divine feminine nature, giving instructions to the male and more obedient aspects of us that can implement the instructions It can implement that bigger picture that the divine feminine can clearly and very easily see through all time, right? If we can feel this energy of what the divine feminine is truly able to tap into, where she can see through all the illusions of time and find and resonate and manifest and create from the truth of all time, it's the masculine inside us. It's that linear mind. It's that left brain. It's the ego that we must let go so it will surrender to receive the divine instructions of the all-knowing heart and the timeless essence of you. So while we look off into the outer trauma and pain, It's often the inner emotional scarring that we're we're wearing that is traveling with us that is really what gets tweaked and which is really what's stopping people in their tracks from trusting their divine sovereignty, right? They would have to know all the other stuff that a lot of people are not quite ready for. So I just want to read that again. It's not so much trauma and pain that people most fear. It's the deception in the illusion of the trauma and the pain that actually mires people in the spell of the illusion more than the trauma and pain itself. That's how emotional wounds travel with us through time karmically again and again and recreate themselves where the physical body dies. Now it's time for us to move past the trauma and pain in our emotional bodies and step up and realize, right, that the trauma, pain and suffering are merely expressions of the deception that propels the illusion. But it is deception through seduction, temptation, distortion, division and propaganda that imprisons so many on your world still today. And thus many fear waking up to the deception that has run rampant in their fields of perception, which has ultimately limited them, trapped them and compelled them to behave in a way that is counterproductive and incongruent with their God selves. And we're talking about who you really are, right? This is so illuminating to be gaining this language of how the serpent has worked, how the serpent has manipulated us, how the serpent has gotten our attention through fear, 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 fear. Okay, the next parcel, parcel number four. People most fear what they do not want to see in 3D realms such as the Earth has been for millennia because they do not want to see or to know how they have strayed from their original divine light codes and their timeless union in the higher realms with Source Creator. People most fear their own divine soul sight for they would have to face the house of cards that the entire illusion they have been living for eons has been creating in perpetuity for as far back as their souls can remember. For many people, they are trapped. They are limited. There is scarcity. There is pain and suffering, and there is no ark or hand of God that is going to usher them out of it. Instead, for many people, a sense of soul abandonment has been what they deep in their subconscious memories believe happened to them when the perception was inserted and in serpented that God banished them from Eden as punishment for making the decision to eat the apple given to Adam and Eve by the serpent. What if the Adams and Eves on this world adopted the self and soul abandonment themselves as a way of mitigating or alleviating the pain of the original wound? With the original wound being intense shame and pain that stems from believing they turned away from God in the first place. What if the whole thing of Adam and Eve being cast out of the garden was the serpent casting them out once Adam and Eve, in effect, had sold a bit of their souls to the serpent for the bite of the apple, for the knowledge that they thought they were going to glean when they did so? What if the serpent blamed the banishment on God and then continued to manifest its agendas through Adam and Eve and the Adams and Eves as metaphor or as a true belief for you, whatever you choose, as they continue to create generation after generation and after generation of souls, but all under the serpent's grand wand, right? What if we're waking up to the fact that we have been in timeless union with source because you can never be separated from source. And then we might just be able to get a tiny fraction of a glimpse of how much God, source creator loves each one of us, that it would allow us to leave with the perception that God did this to us, that God banished us, right? I think people most fear what they don't want to see because they don't want to go back to the original wound when we turned our back on God. This time of ascension is going to bring to the surface all the ways that we've turned our back on God as individuals and as a collective. And we may have some fear or let's just say some apprehension or some anxiety. Maybe we don't want to empower the word fear. We're just less than comfortable of seeing what the 3D realm needs to show us about what it really is, right? Which is a complete lie and illusion, albeit a grand one, that the serpent put into place. And blamed on source that God did this to us so that we would fear a vengeful, punishing, punitive God who did these things to us. God has trusted our free will, trusted the cycle of seasons, and then is coming back in God's season to set everything right back to the God season, back to the God light, back to the God heart, and back to the God timeline. So if God didn't abandon us, we shouldn't abandon us. We may be coming from a long series of karmic choices that we've made to continue to self and soul abandon ourselves. But we can just as easily wake up as these conscious Adams and Eves, these awakening Adams and Eves, these multidimensional avatars, and realize I never had to be in this movie in the first place. I didn't have to be cast in this theater, and I can choose for the understudy to take over if they want to play that role now. I'm out and I'm done, and I'm not empowering that false illusory serpent matrix anymore, which means I'm leaving this prison planet, and I'm ready for what's new that's mine to do. Parcel number five, there is a sense of self-chastising, self-punishment, self and soul abandonment, and hence spiritual amnesia as a way to cope with the intensity of that much reality and that much truth with a capital T surrounding most people's greatest fears and most people's deepest wounds. And when souls turn away from God, and they then turn away from how they turn away, through a deeply embedded willingness to collude with the serpent's grand illusion, And thus to collude with not expanding their sacred soul site, they accept the status quo that the pain and suffering in their personal lives and on this planet is the way that God made it to be. Some people suffer. Some people lack the resources they need to survive, and God simply rewards some souls and not others, because the God that has been taught to humanity for thousands and thousands of years is the God that punishes his children for disobeying him and for aligning with the serpent in a grand division and distortion of epic proportions. Our separation and our sense of self and soul abandonment, right? Our self-chastising when we're self-critical, right? And we engage spiritual amnesia to just not think about it, to just not know about it, right? To cope with the intensity of knowing somewhere. We also agree to turn away from God because of what we believe that God turned away from us and banished us. What if... That's so much a part of the game. What if that's a story, but it's not a true story? What if God didn't banish us, but humanity chose a separation experience at some level? Or whether the serpent tempted humanity into having a separation experience? Because before that, before the humanity even knew that that was even possible, Something other than their divine selves had to plant that seed in their awareness. I think inside that apple seed was the seed of thinking of a vengeful God, of a punitive God, that we could be abandoned by God, that God would turn their backs on us and God would be justified in turning God's back on us because we disobeyed in the first place. Source is all about expansion. Source is all about divine free will. Source is all about seasons and cycles, right? Look at creation. The serpent came in and manipulated those seasons and cycles and manipulated our ways of communicating, manipulated the way that we pass energy from one to the other in a 3D matrix when you don't have telepathy, But you need words that you form physically on your lips and you actually speak with sound to sound into the world what you were thinking because we had to have this translation since we weren't functioning at the higher level of energy we used to. You could see how an Adam and Eve can say, oh, we are punished. Oh, till the end of time, we will serve penance for that choice that we made with that apple. Who would want you to think that more than anyone but the serpent, that you are eternally damned, that you are these sinners, that you do these bad things and you have to pay tithes and you have to pay your taxes and you have to acquiesce to the religious laws of the day and not necessarily God's laws that are eternally and timelessly so? It is a huge twist of our perceptions that we've gotten torqued up into and then talk about wrinkles in time, like a rag that was wrung out, right? We're still twisted and distorted and turned this way and that. And when you're in that torqued, twisted, turned state, anybody offering an explanation for why you're in that state was probably the one we listened to. And when you heard that God was punishing you for having that apple, you just couldn't resist it. Whatever it was, whatever exactly happened to the consciousness of Adam and Eve is still in our consciousness. We all carry guilt and shame at some level for choices made, whatever that might be with children, with substances, with career paths taken or not taken, with relationships honored or dishonored. Everybody has some of that in their soul's history because the serpent wants to keep kind of turning that knife in our side to say, oh, yeah. And even after you did the apple and even after you realized you had to buy the apple, you chose to do it. I didn't make you do it. You chose it. You turned against God, not me. It slithers away and leaves you with the blame and you looking at God thinking, oh, I'll never make it back there. Awakening your conscious soul sight, connecting through your conscious breathing, partnering with Source in this willing way with deep faith and deep fortitude and saying, I don't know where my union with Source and with my union with you, God, is going to lead me, but I am willing to go. I am willing to let you lead. This is how we just reestablish union, we just weren't in a divine atmosphere where we could realize all we had to do was breathe union and we're there. All we have to do is breathe perfection and we're there. All we have to do is realize who's the true seducer, who's the true tempter, who's the true punisher, but the serpent who cares nothing for the children of God and only uses them as a kind of a grocery store of life force that it, you know, it extracts whatever vials from us that it needs by dangling more fear into our awareness. When we breathe beyond fear and we reunite with source, we know we don't have to be afraid anymore. And we also know we might get to know God in a way that he really is instead of this punishing, chastising, you know, abandoning, angry God that punishes his children for not listening again and again and again. And of course the Bible tells that story again and again. I'm not saying events like are described, like Noah's Ark and the great floods didn't exist, but it's also possible that some storytellers came in and also added to the story. Or maybe it's a blend of the black wolf and the white wolf telling these stories. Maybe there's been a concession between the two of them that you get that sentence and I get this sentence and you get that sentence and I get this sentence. You get a mixture of both because history has manifested that mixture in the absence of a loving God, in the absence of a direct relationship with a loving, omnipresent, omnipowerful, omnipotent God, right? It was us that turned away, not that God turned away from us. And so God is now knowing that the season and cycles of time are coming to a close on the serpent's games, and God is ushering in more living light codes to realize that we've been under a kind of spell of spiritual amnesia, and it is time to awaken. In this next parcel, the guides say, but what if, what if there is a bigger picture than that? What if God's source creator knew that people would turn away as part of their spiritual evolution? What if he knew that through a collective belief in separation consciousness, that humanity could create a very believable illusion with an externalized villain and an externalized controller to experience for a time a sense of powerlessness to do anything about it? And what if God's source creator knew that all people would return once that grand experience had run its course to a reintegration with their divine and timeless soul site, where they would indeed revisit and relearn choices made to separate themselves from God to turn away from truth, to self-medicate with divisions, judgments, distortions, and propaganda that ultimately lead to the awakening and reawakening of their clear soul sight and sovereign power again? What if this is the time you are in fact living in right now? We believe that it is. We believe humanity is on the cusp of breaking a thick collective spell and pact or vow, if you will, of or with staying asleep, no matter what comes to awaken them. We believe that more and more courageous souls are waking up and claiming a deep and divine awareness and knowing that they can sleep no more. Many courageous souls are rising up and remembering that there is life and light beyond this fear, beyond this smallness, beyond this collusion with the serpent's illusion. We're being called to open our spiritual vision, to expand our clear soul sight, to listen to what our heart centers know timelessly through time. Our hearts have the records of whether the serpent tempted Adam and Eve, whether God banished an actual Adam and Eve, right? Or whether the serpent just rewrote the story on some kind of stone tablet and gave it to them and said, God is banishing you now because you're talking to me, right? Maybe those are details that were censored out. Maybe those were details that were edited out. That The serpent was like, you are going to learn things on a need to know basis and you just don't need to know until some thousands and thousands of years later that it's time. It's simply time and God's season and God's biblical seasons for people to turn and look a different way, for people to feel themselves in the darkness they're in, but turn and experience a new light, right? I think there is something very truthful in that much bigger picture that God did know that we were going to turn away, that there were discussions with God around this for our own spiritual evolution and that this experience was allowed, but that through the collective belief in separation consciousness, there was going to be this collective projection of this externalized villain and an externalized controller, and possibly even some nefarious galactic interference with the innocence of who humanity was in that Garden of Eden when we started the first few days of the descent into a separation consciousness-based world. We are waking up that there is a much bigger picture. There's a much bigger story. There's a much bigger story to most stories. You know, any writer, any author will probably tell you, oh yeah, I left out that chapter or I decided to leave out that character or I decided I I was just gonna edit that whole paragraph out because it just didn't speak as clearly and truly as I wanted or it detracted from the story and the main point I was trying to make. Any of us that have been educated in the system of education globally has been taught what we've been sold, has been sold what we've been told. But we don't know the actual sources of that information and whether that is an agenda writing, whether that is a serpent agenda written curriculum or knowledge, right? We don't know that. What's going to start to happen is when more revelations come and flip this upside down world right side up and people start to realize, oh my gosh, I thought it was this, but it was this. I can't believe that I was tricked. I can't believe that I was deceived, deceived. I can't believe I was manipulated, right? There's Adam and Eve right there in that story. And the more people realize I was deceived here and I was manipulated over here, then people will begin to question more and more. And we might need to rediscover our actual true spiritual ancestry and our own true divine history and what that really means. And I think we might find out that God didn't actually abandon us at all. That this much bigger picture and this much bigger plan is something way bigger then our limited ego minds can even begin to fathom. It's just not equipped to see through time. It can only see what's right in front of it, which makes it so manipulatable, which is perfect for the serpent, but not for divine human beings who are waking up as these incredible God sparks and realizing I was never that small and that contracted and that gullible in the first place, right? It was all part of the illusion that I colluded with until the day would come when I would decide to no longer collude with the game anymore. We are waking up as a collective to the collusion inside the illusion, and therefore we're going to begin to see God's much bigger picture and start to put more pieces of this sacred divine puzzle back together again. God can put Humpty Dumpty back together again. The serpent can't. And we are going to be watching that. So the, the Humpty Dumpty is breaking and fracturing and God in God's bigger picture way and God's omnivision, omnipresence, omnipotence is going to reintegrate everything back into one whole in a way that I think is going to dazzle even the most skeptical among us. Okay, the next parcel says, why does or did humanity need an external serpent to control them? They needed the villain who would cause and catalyze their pain and separation in order to have this kind of separation experience and experiment over many years' time. Yet here you are on the precipice of epic change, where multidimensional avatars are awakening all over the planet, and where in that great awakening the veils of illusion now seem so silly, so ridiculously fraudulent, manipulated, and yet projected out to the world at large in completely theatrical and fraudulent ways. You are seeing things perhaps for the first time in a long time that you now see as quite absurd, defying logic, and betraying any divine sense or intuitive sense within. Clear soul sight is waking up. You are waking up. If you are here listening to a transmission like this, you are an Adam or Eve awakening to the truth of the spell of the serpent and ultimately to the truth of eternal love, embrace and joy of the divine source creator that has always been and always will be yours to receive and to experience. October 2022 is facilitating this grand awakening in greater ripples now and in more robust revelations. Red October is a time of illumination where the crimson energies of the central suns and alchemy is possible for all souls who have turned their backs on God and turned their backs on their own gifts of sentient sight, knowing, hearing, seeing, feeling, and sensing. It is a time of illumination. It is a time of incineration. A lot is being burned away of our false beliefs, thinking that they were real and true, right? The grand awakening is coming in greater ripples now. Our clear soul sight is waking up. You are waking up. You are integrating We are realizing that we are Adam's and Eve's awakening to the truth of the spell of the serpent, and that it is our willingness to be in union with source that's going to sew everything back together into one grand whole, right? It's very powerful. And also those energies of being dis-eaved and being manipulated. I think these are the serpent's words to keep affirming the Age old wound of guilt and grief and shame, so that nobody wants to look at where they've been deceived. Nobody wants to look at where they've been manipulated. They would have to look at the Adam and Eve story. And a lot of people are saying, "Ah, I don't hear you. I don't want to see anything. Right. But a lot of courageous souls have stepped up to say, I will see. I will step up. I do know there's a bigger truth beyond this small game that we keep being forced into playing. We're not interested. We're not interested in that duality game. We never were. We might've been curious about a separation experience and our own creative abilities, but I don't think we were that interested in the serpent and what we empowered it through its manipulation, manipulation and deceptions of fear tactics, right? It's very easy to bring humanity back into fear. So what do we need to neutralize the most fear? We need to neutralize our fear. Clear soul sight is a big helper and a big tool in helping to alleviate fear because when you're willing to see with clear soul sight with neutrality, you wake up more and more every single day because you see more. You have more of the bigger picture. Okay. The next parcel says awakening requires feeling. Awakening requires healing. Awakening requires clear soul sight to see with higher perception the spells and spell casting that that serpent engages in to embody that external villain that stole your life force, that took or thwarted or squashed your dreams, that sentenced you to eternal incarnational cycles to work for its agendas and its manipulations, and that keeps you isolated and separated from God, source creator. Do you want to know the greatest and most simple beauty of the Great Awakening? Do you want to know the greatest and most simple beauty of the Great Awakening? It is a decision to return to that which you always were. It is a decision to return to the divinity you are. It is a choice. It is a decision. It is a grand return because you choose it to be. And for those that do choose and decide to return what was easily edible swallowable and digestible like that ancient apple in the garden of eden so long ago and that ancient apple that timelessly tempts distorts and divides adam's and eve still now today is a freedom that knows no bounds it is a prana that lives within each of you and that can heal and restore all light And all life on this planet. If only people will awaken and choose it for themselves. If only people will awaken and decide to choose it for themselves today. Now, here in the present moment, right? We can have a freedom that knows no bounds in any present moment that we choose to. We are making deeper and more divine decisions by the day. The call is to decide to turn and return. The time is, and the tide is, to take a look at that apple that was more easily palatable, edible, swallowable, and digestible before. But now, after the enfoldments of this last few years, is it really edible? Is it really swallowable? Can you swallow that red pill? Can you swallow that jagged little pill that you keep trying to force down because something inside you knows something's not right? but you haven't been willing to look through the lens of your shame and pain and trauma long enough to realize all of that is even an illusion and that God never abandoned us. We just believed and ingested the story hook, line, and sinker that the serpent told us that basically we were unwanted. Basically, we were, you know, had sinned against God and we did these bad things because we were curious. Doesn't God want us to be truth seekers? Doesn't God want us to be creation seekers and expanders? How then would a God punish this amazing humanity of souls, this collective of souls as a sentient alliance for getting curious, maybe making a poor decision from our innocence that we didn't know, but how could we be punished for something we didn't know was going to go so terribly wrong? These are questions that are rising up to the surface as more revelations come in the grand return. And in a breath, And in a conscious willingness to unite and unify with source, we can breathe a freedom, a peace, a grace, a neutrality inside that knows no bounds and that knows that we can reunite with source and close the chasm of abandonment and close the chasm of all this fear of trauma and pain simply by breathing our way into union with source to say, I'm sorry. I lament my misperceptions and I lay them down and I want to unify with you. It is my decision to unify with you. And I make the choice this day to lay down any false stories and his stories and maybe her stories, any of those stories that aren't the truth of my relationship with you, God, my relationship with you, Source, and humanity on the greater whole and the bigger picture has ever been made or, have or ever had with God, right? We have been unified the whole time. It's just a slice of our perception that engaged the temptations of this external villain, the serpent, to believe that we were this distorted and hopeless and helpless and ascensionless, that we would never find our way out. But that's the farthest thing from the truth because ascension is finding all of us. It's happening right now. So why don't you awaken that with feeling, with healing, with a sensing, using your sentient system to expand your soul sight and to feel deeper, perhaps into more deeply into the stories we've been sold and given over many centuries of time through these passed down, um, you know, the lane stories of humanity and the sins we've made and the dark choices that we've made. The deeper darkness is that serpent that has moved through some minions, other willing souls who didn't necessarily realize the cost to their soul when they gave in to the serpent's requirements to sell their soul, to trick humanity. So to look like humanity, but to trick humanity all the time and to lie willfully, to lie consciously, if you will, to lie as a subject of the serpent and claim it as truth. And lead people to their death through misperceptions in all kinds of ways, through all kinds of timelines. It has happened again and again. Why do we call something that isn't true that people are peddling snake oil, right? We know the biblical nature of this, right? We know the temptations of the serpent. It's us who has to step up and decide now, right? To embrace the greatest and most simple beauty of the great awakening. We must embrace the decision. Because in the decision, divine breathing comes. In the decision, divine partnership comes. That's what comes from those kinds of choices where we re-enter the garden that God has preserved all this time because it never left us. We just did in our conscious awareness. And we're finding ways to not shame ourselves for it, but to come back from it. The next parcel is that the heat of events unfolding in October 2022 and in the remainder of this year is going to make everything unreal and everything illusionary that much more unreal and that much more fake, false, and illusory. Yet this time, now in these times right now, more and more people see and know the fakery. More and more people are seeing the serpent stage and set design falling apart. The cast and crew of the shows are fumbling and faltering too, making the storyline and the narratives much harder to perform in any believable way. And thus people will experience the crumbling narratives as increasing chaos and instability in your world until they awaken to the movie reel and theatrical performance that they have been watching and that they have been supporting with their very own life force. And it is those moments of the great epiphanies and great awakening soul sight that people pop up and out of the spell they were previously deeply under. And they step up to take their place as a reawakened multidimensional avatar that remembers I can never be separate from God. I like that. Let's say it again. I can never be separate from God. I am a divine soul presence and spirit soul without beginning and without end. And no serpent can wave its wand over me and my connection with God and my soul expressions unless I... Choose to allow it. Now talk about fear. That is the serpent's or the external, manifested villain that the collective created at some level. That is its greatest fear. Is awareness? Is awakeness? Is humanity not being afraid anymore? Right? It's like Dorothy isn't afraid of the wizard behind the curtain anymore because he knows he's just a man. He knows he's human. He knows he has faults and flaws. He knows that he's been playing a game. In that world of Oz. Well, the serpent's been playing the game. The serpent's been playing the game with the 3D Earth Matrix. And it's up to us to awaken, to decide to awaken and to remember that I can never be separate from God, that I have never been separate from God, that I am a divine soul presence and spirit soul without beginning and without end. I am eternal. I am timeless. I am a creator of the divine creator. I am a child of God and Gaia's union, and as such, I have tremendous life force and I get to choose. Do I put it into the false and fake illusory serpent world, or do I choose to ground in what I know to be true in God in my heart? I look at things and I question now. I seek with curiosity. I seek to have the truth be unveiled to me versus to confirm the biases that I already have. I'm willing to become that awakening Adam and Eve who seeks until they find, who seeks until they unify with source again. The next to last parcel is, and therein lies your freedom, dear ones. Where do you give your power away to external sources? Where do you give your power away to external villains? The serpent in this 3D matrix, its Luciferian energy is the ultimate external villain who has plagued humanity for eons of time. But there are other ways people give their power away. In addition to acquiescing to the serpent's demands in this realm and illusion, they give it away to jobs, to careers, to ego demands and judgments. They live small and believe themselves to be very small and insignificant in creation and therefore unable to affect any kind of real impactful and lasting change. They can give their power away to poor health, poor relationships, poor money management, etc. All are ways that they affirm to themselves their allegiance to the serpent's ways and to the serpent's world. And by living this way, they affirm their choice to experience this side or aspect of creation. It is through your choices, your decisions, and your actions and beliefs that stem from those choices and allegiances that create your Reality. Our choices are our most impactful action steps. Our choices, our intentions, but really our choices and our decisions. What we decide is what manifests. And we decide by the life force we empower, the thoughts we're having, the feelings we're having, the timeline we're inhabiting vibrationally. That's how we show what our decision is. So even if somebody says, I don't want to be sick, I don't want to single out people who are ill, but it's just an example. If people were saying, I don't want to be sick or I don't want to have lack, let's use the lack example, right? And they would say to you, it's not like all day, every day, I'm saying, please God, make me poorer. They're not saying that, right? But their energy is. Their energy is saying, oh, I wish I had, a great apartment or a condo or a good job, or wish I could go buy that jacket that I've always wanted. I wish, I wish, I wish. And yet the vibration is left with, but I don't have the money, but I don't have what I need. It's not that people haven't been vibrationally accent marking, vibrationally stressing the decisions that they've made vibrationally. It's that they are thinking thoughts that are incongruent with what their vibration often by default is actually doing. So people could say, yes, I see myself in a million dollar home and a happy family and a dog and everything's wonderful. And yet when they're in their private moments, they're thinking, ah, I just don't have enough. I can't pay that bill. I don't know what I'm gonna do about this. I've always been poor. My family has always been poor. It's always been a struggle. If that's your dominant vibration that you're thinking, even pre-consciousness, that it's not even making it to your conscious awareness, but that's the vibrational space where you live, that's what you're manifesting. So it's through your vibrational choices. It's through your vibrational decisions and your vibrational actions and vibrational beliefs that stem from those choices and allegiances, if they're aligning with the serpent or or if they're aligning with the God timeline, whatever you are vibrationally inhabiting is what you are creating. And it is what is happening. What you are vibrationally inhabiting is what is vibrationally happening in your life. It's very powerful to wake up to realize this. And I too still catch myself sometimes in a lower vibrational old default pattern. And I'll look at it kind of as an observer inside myself and saying, wait, I don't have to be thinking that. I can put on music and shift that. I can put on a podcast and of, of somebody who inspires me and I can change that energy. I can go out into nature and shift this energy. I do not have to inhabit that thought. I can put that thought down and I can find a way to think nothing. I can be in complete neutrality for those people who know how to do that. So we all have our ways, but I think coming into deeper heat in red October, I think what's coming into our greater awareness is, even if you're not consciously choosing poverty, even if you're not consciously choosing illness or a lack of wellness, even if you're not consciously choosing to be in a state of fear, your vibration, if you give life force to fear, You are inhabiting the timeline of fear and you are inhabiting what will be happening in your life. If it already isn't yet, it will be soon because what we vibrate, we manifest. What we think about and feel about and sense about through our sentient systems, we create about. We manifest into a reality. We make it happen, right? And so we are living projectors of the reality we wish to To experience. And the time is coming in the heat of this month, of this year of 2022, and these last few months of the year. Look at this image on the screen for those watching the message, right? There is a serious alchemical heat going on on the planet, and we are there to experience it. And we can embrace stepping up our choices and stepping up our decisions to choose love over fear, to choose clarity over fear, to choose neutrality beyond fear, to choose feeling good over feeling fearful to choose being sovereign inside ourselves versus being in a conversation where people are gaslighting you frequently, right? We get to choose what we're engaging and what we're giving our life force to. And that makes us conscious creators. That makes us sovereign beings at the leading edge of creation. Okay. And the last parcel of energy for this particular transmission, the guides say only now the whole of the 3D reality has been called out by God's source creator. Those with eyes to see know this is what is happening, and it is happening much more prominently and grandly in 2022, more than ever before in human history. So God, Source Creator, knows the 3D realm and gig of separation consciousness, suffering, and division is up. It's over. And only the Truth, capital T, of the Living Light and the Truth, capital T, of the Living Oneness and the Truth, capital T, of the Living Christ Consciousness in all realms is returning to this planet. For the Light of Truth, capital T, To emerge into a collective planetary experience at this time, as the leading edge of creation once more, the shadow of lies and illusion must first flush into this story in epic theatrical and emotionally challenging plot twists and revelations. All happenings now are playing out in large part to wake a sleeping humanity up that is and has been under serpent sleeping curses for millennia. Your invitation in our transmissions is simply this, to awaken with grace and a sense of peace, preparation, protection, love, and faith in your hearts, or to awaken with fear and a sense of suffering, confusion, and the sky is falling type emotions and experiences. A brave and glorious new earth is rising and opening to each of you. A compassionate, colorful, expansive, and cohesive new earth is rising and offering itself to each of you. And yet choices still must be made as more of the ascension process and ascension theater plays out. Choices must be made. That's powerful. We are going to be faced with more and more choices until we get it, until we know we're in the time of the grand return. The invitation will be there again and again to wakey-wakey in the great awakening or to experience quakey quakey in the great quakening. The choice is ours. The decision must be made by us. And we are summoned to be more conscious creators. Otherwise, our default systems that are aligned with the serpent and this matrix to continue will keep running its course. God's going to keep bringing the illumination, but the squeeze will keep coming in the constrictions Inside everyone, when you realize I can't get small enough to accommodate the serpent's games, I just can't get small enough. So what's what's the answer? Let's get bigger. Let's get bigger. Let's step up bigger with biggie faith, biggie fortitude, biggie soul sight, right? And biggie union with source to counteract and neutralize, if you will, the the smallness of the serpent and the constriction of the serpent that wants to keep us in a very tight control in a very small prison planet. Very powerful. Okay, the Ascension weather forecast, I think many of us know the storm is here. We're in it. We are the multidimensional avatars we have been waiting for. Fence sitting, which a lot of people do, is both a choice and not a choice. I feel it leads to nowhere, right? Fence sitting is neutrality, but in the negative, more shadow sense of the word, right? Neutrality is like a oneness with all things and being completely at peace with the all that is and that all is well. Fence sitting is maybe the shadow side of that neutrality where you think you're in neutrality, but you're actually not in a choice. And you're also in a choice. You're making a choice to be where is nowhere. There's no cosmic coordinate for the fence sitters. And I think people are going to find in the Ascension process, there's no place for fence sitters. You're either in the serpent's matrix that's falling away and crumbling, or you're going to enter God's timeline and you have to do that by choice. But you can't sit on the fence and be in nowhere because there's nowhere to go there and all souls are going somewhere. Ascension requires awareness, feeling, sentience, courage, seeking, truth, soul skills, all of these things, clear vision. Active participation and conscious decision making. Ascension is a decision. Ascension is a decision. Storms will continue to shake up the illusion from both sides the white hats and the black hats, right? The good guys and the bad guys, the heroes and the villains, right? Revelations will continue to unfold and be forthcoming. The way we have lived for thousands of years in this minutia controlled, propaganda enforced prison planet is over revelations announced to the world that the old 3d world age and cycle is over preparations of heart mind soul finances food resources etc are required they are essential now the information war is coming to a bigger head and summoning in deeper disclosures all is ultimately well when you fall into faith again and again in the known unknowns that we think we don't yet know yet we do know We know the unknown, although we're in a position sometimes of uh, in the veils that exist of feeling like we don't know, but we do know our divine feminine, our right brain aspects of us can reach through our heart centers into all time. We already do know, but we're playing the roles of people who don't know. And that's where we need our faith, where you feel like you don't know, then fall into faith and fall into the known unknowns that are inside your faith. We are multidimensional avatars who came for these times to embrace the pathway of conscious choice and conscious decision-making. Awakening and ascension are decisions. It's much more powerful when we make those decisions consciously and with strength and empowerment. It's a lot less fun when you're forced into a decision than when you took some conscious action steps ahead of time that make an inevitable decision much easier. Call in the divine harbingers. Their superhero power can raise your superhero abilities and help to navigate these epic storms and raise your frequency to that of a fully sovereign, fully liberated, fully 5D and higher soul presence and consciousness on planet earth. That time is now. It's a very powerful time and conscious decision-making is critical. Fence sitting will be spotlighted. People will see it in themselves, people who didn't think they were fence sitting. I might have areas in my lives, maybe that I'm fence sitting on, and that will be revealed to me. It's going to be revealed to all of us. Where are you sitting in a place of nowhere instead of being present, fully present in neutrality where you are? There's a big vibrational difference. Okay. And since fear has been a theme and finding a pathway out of fear and out of the matrix, I thought of Jenna Stanfield's If I Had No Fear song that you can listen to on Spotify. I'm sure you can probably pull it up on YouTube or some of your other streaming platforms. But I wanted to read those lyrics because it just sort of settles in at a cellular level what we've been talking about today. There's a brave soul inside me I'm still longing to be. Buried so deep, she's like a distant memory. She's sick and tired of waiting, holding her breath wants to wake up and shake up the life I've got left. There's someone in my mirror whose voice keeps getting clearer, asking what would I do this year if I had no fear. So I'm making a list of things I haven't done in life and my whiny-ass excuses for why I never tried, the palomino never ridden, the piano never played, and I realize there's nothing that I can't start today. There's someone in my mirror whose voice keeps getting clearer, asking what would I do this year if I had no fear? There's no fear here. No fear here. No fear here. No fear here. So I'm starting my A-list, Africa and Asia, Auckland, Antarctica, Alaska, and Australia, Next comes the B list. Be confident, be brave, be daring enough to refuse to behave. There's someone in my mirror whose voice keeps getting clearer, asking what would I do this year if I had no fear. And then Jenna Stanfield sings in this choral refrain, no fear here, no fear here. No fear here, no fear here, no fear here, no fear. Here. No fear, here. No fear. No fear only love. There's no fear here, only love. It's a beautiful song. Jenna Stanfield is an amazing singer songwriter. I definitely recommend you finding her on her website through YouTube um, and other platforms, maybe by buying a CD if they still make them, but certainly probably you can download her albums and listen to them from your favorite streaming platforms So very, very powerful song and talking about and thinking about what I would do if I had no fear. What are the projects in your heart? What are the creations? What's the life you want to be living if you weren't trapped and mired in the serpent's games of fear that aren't even real anyway? They're going to feel real in the world because the serpent has been very effective of creating the illusion. It's a very effective movie set but when you decide when you decide to leave the serpent's game of illusion and fear you find there's far less illusion and you find there's far less fear until at some point we will all arrive in this place that fear isn't even a word in our vocabulary anymore because it's so much transmuted it's so already cleansed and released and we're back to love we're back in unity consciousness And this last parcel of energy for what's next comes from the transmission itself at the end. The guides say it's only theatrical and cinematic until you choose union, right? It's only the theater and the illusion and very believable until you choose union, until you choose what is real until you choose sovereignty, unity, Christ, and freedom consciousness. When the choice is made to exit the serpent's Eden and to reenter God's divine Eden, your personal life wakes up. Your soul wakes up and breathes, perhaps for the first time here, and the entire world wakes up because fewer and fewer souls are giving their vital and divine life force to the serpent, and to the illusions that an external serpent manifests and perpetrates and perpetuates, so much so that it will soon cease to exist when humanity decides as a mass consciousness collective to make it so, sources leading the way to make it so, humanity is called now to consciously decide to join this divine effort and ascension mission to make it so as well. Your beliefs, your words, your emotions, your actions, and your feelings manifest your reality. To be impeccable with your words, emotions, actions, beliefs, and feelings is to return by conscious choice and by divine decision-making to union with Source. And this is what Noah chose and decided. And this is what other incredible multidimensional avatars chose and decided in their day. They decided that source God creator and source creation was number one in their daily choices, their daily habits, their vibrational awareness, and their sacred fortitude. Ascension is a choice. Change is inevitable. There's going to be change, and the world is changing in a way That is hard to fathom, but it's going to be here in quantum time before we even know it. But ascension and union with source is a conscious decision and a soul choice. Nothing is more rewarding than unifying with the God timeline again. Nothing is more rewarding than unifying with the heart of source and God's vision for this great earth again. Nothing right? We transcend the illusion in the theater and the cinema and the whole game that the serpent has been playing when we choose union, when we breathe union. And I have some songs about that breathing union. If I can find them, I'll put a link. I don't know if they're all available on my YouTube channel. They could be. They might still be waiting to be sung and recorded and a a video made of them. But if I remember to do that, I will try to do that. In the meantime, I invite you to breathe union. I invite you to be aware of your decisions. The guides invite you to be aware of your power in the decisions that you have to choose union, to choose what is real, to choose your sovereignty, and to choose to tell the serpent, to make the decision and tell the serpent, I am out. I'm out of the game. It's over, right? More and more as people do this, the 3D matrix is going to continue to wobble because the life force that held it up through human projections, through human beliefs, right? Through human collusion with the illusion and projecting that illusion out through their own vessel will create more of the wobbles. And people will say the sky is falling and it is because the world is crumbling. The serpent's world is crumbling. And what's going to be left is God's grand creation. Right, This beautiful Garden of Eden that may need some new builds. It may need some new architects. It's going to need new dreamers, people who see expansively, sovereignly, and with a sense of courage and fortitude and faith and loving working in partnership for God's great works, right? So I want to thank you. I want to thank you for being with me today. I want to invite you to visit me at FrequencyWriter.com. More and more things I think are happening on a lot of websites. There's more spam bots. There's more um, unsubscribing of people. I've been unsubscribed from things more recently. I've seen some funky things going on on the admin sign of some of my websites and things. So I'm just aware that the world continues to wobble and those black cats or the bad eggs or the nefarious souls, whatever you want to call it. They're messing around with people's websites who are spreading light and who are spreading positive messages. I mean, that is just such an inconvenient narrative to the doom and gloom that the serpent's got. It's got to tell everybody that the sky is falling and they have everything to fear. And here we are with the Arcturians saying, all is well, all is truly well if you can vibrationally rise to unify with source and see through those lenses of perception. Check out the Freeing and Incarcerated World film trailer I've mentioned a number of times as I close out these messages. It's just a great trailer and it's a feel-good movie of change that is possible, change that is inevitable but transformation that was chosen. You can find me at Color the Magic on YouTube, Whole Soul Mastery, and Marie Moeller on various other platforms. Whole Soul School and foundation.org That's a nonprofit I'm involved in. You can find all of those things, except for Color the Magic is only on, on YouTube, but I and Whole Soul Mastery Frequency Writer Marie Moller and Whole Soul School and Foundation is on a number of other platforms to include Rumble, Oogtube, Twitter, Facebook, True Social and Telegram, Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and more. If you want to learn more about the new quantum world of the Stellar Network and asset-backed digital currencies, I don't have a ton of space in my schedule, but I have some room for people who want to get started, who want to understand how do I set up an account? What is asset-backed digital currencies? How can I learn more? How can I be a seeker in this area of my life? How can I be a sovereign being who's seeking wealth stewardship to step up and be a great receiver of divine wealth and also to be an implementer of God's divine wealth as we begin to create this new earth experience together, right? So if this calls to you and you've listened to this late in the message, reach out to me at FrequencyWriter at gmail.com. We can set up a time to have a session. Additionally, if you have interest in some common non-toxic products for your household, right? I really have been enjoying these Melaleuca products. And they're products that I was already buying other places. I have to say for me personally, I love, love, love their cleaning supplies, their laundry detergents, their soaps, things like that. But they also have nutritional supplements and other things. They've been around for a long time. And they are non-toxic, even their cleaning supplies. So for people with small children or animals and pets and you have concerns about any kind of toxicity in your products, you can contact me at FrequencyWriter at gmail.com. Also to set up a call to have a conversation if you want to learn a little bit more and if you want to sign up. It's stuff that I find for me personally, I'm buying anyway. I'm buying laundry detergent. I buy toothpaste. I buy deodorant, right? I buy shampoo. We're spending this money anyway on products that aren't always of the highest quality. And I have found that I really enjoy the Melaleuca products that I have purchased over the past several months and have really been enjoying. And I didn't say this, but I love that they're made in the USA. I think all but maybe one of their products is like made in the USA. And for some people where that's really important to them, It's a great product. So with shipping delays and other things that may be coming down the pike, it has been very um, important to me to have this connection with the Melaleuca products. So if you're interested, contact me at frequencywriter at gmail.com and we can talk more about that. Thanks for joining me. I wanna invite you to please subscribe, like, and share this video. If you're unsubscribed, please resubscribe again and again. We're just gonna show the algorithms that we're gonna keep going, right? We're gonna keep being light led. Thanks for visiting with me today to the end and listening to these marinades messages. It is a time of decision. It's a time of very conscious choice points and it's a time where the will and the power and the willpower is returning to the people. So I will see you again soon for another transmission from the Art Collective. And I want you to know that together we truly are rising. We can inhabit the vibrational timeline where all is well, even if the storms and the darkness and the fear is swirling around us, we can get in our neutrality and we can know that God is setting things right. Until next time, I send you all blessings. Namaste. I'll see you soon.